Good morning. This is John Murtha coming to you from 89.1 FM radio, power radio from Lorain, Ohio. Very happy that you tuned in this morning on this beautiful, what, midwinter, late winter day. I'm very happy to be in the radio station with the owner and sitting in for engineer for Wanda Ewing today is Mark Ballard. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, John. Good morning, guys. And my good friend and assistant, David Abood. Good David. morning, John. Great to be here with you guys today. Yeah, another good day, really. Yeah. It's a beautiful day. Easy driving and, and everything, oh, you know. It's going to be lovely today. So, again, we thank you for tuning in this morning. If you would like uh, to live stream us, then you can just go to www.wnzn.org. That's wnzn.org. Or if you like to call it, it's 440-399-3044. And David, a couple weeks ago, we started this uh, whole study of the uh, uh, the singular theme of the Bible. We know it's two books, Old Testament, New Testament, but it's uh -huh. one story. Right. And Jesus says in John chapter 10 that Scripture cannot be broken. That is to say, it's just seamless through right. and through. Yeah. And then we picked up starting in Genesis because Jesus says in John chapter 5, Moses wrote about me. Mm -hmm. In other words, Moses wrote about me. And when it says Moses, that's the first five books of the Bible, yeah, Genesis right. and Exodus, Deuteronomy, Pentateuch, yeah. uh, Numbers. But um, we were looking at typology, and type is like a picture mm -hmm. or a prefigure of somebody uh, that represents Jesus. And we looked at Abel. He was a shepherd. Yeah. He was hated for, by his brother without a cause. He was murdered. His blood cried out. And it talks about that in Hebrews where the blood of Jesus is so much better than the blood of Abel because it, it speaks for mercy and forgiveness. But today I thought we'd look at Joseph. I know you've okay. done research on this, David. Uh, he, he, over 20 chapters in the book of Genesis are devoted to Joseph. It's over 20 chapters. Yeah. Now, we know that Abel is a type of Jesus. It says that in Romans chapter 5 yeah. and in 1 Corinthians chapter 15. First Adam, the last Adam is Jesus. Um, we looked at Melchizedek, how he was a type of Jesus. Mm -hmm. He is the eternal priesthood. He's both a priest and a king. We looked at that. Now we're going to look at, uh, like I said, Joseph, um, because I think there's so many areas of his life and what happened to him and the type of person he is that prefigures or is a type or a shadow that point us towards Jesus Christ. And we can learn a lot about Jesus by looking at the life of Joseph. Yeah. And so... Um, Let's just start. I mean, it's in chapter 37. Uh, right from the beginning here, uh, we see that Joseph, number one, uh, yeah. in verse three, it will say that Israel, or Jacob, loved Joseph more than all the children. And, of course, Jesus is beloved of the Father. That's he right. is the, you know, yeah. the loved one, so much so that Jacob will give him a special tunic. Now, he sends his son, He notice in verse two, he sends Joseph mm -hmm. Uh, to check on his brothers, and, and Joseph brings back a bad report, yeah. and that happens when Jesus goes to check on uh, Israel mm -hmm. at the time of, you know, in his ministry, in his lifetime. That was in Luke 20. Yeah, do you uh, want to read 13. that? Yeah, this is Jesus in Luke 20, 13. Then the owner of the vineyard said, what shall I do? I will send my son whom I love. Perhaps they will respect him. And with Joseph in Genesis 37, 14, uh, it says... So he said to him, Go and see if all is well with your brothers and with the flocks, and bring word back to me. Then he sent him off to the valley of Hebron. Okay, so here Hebron. we see yeah. the one that's beloved of his father is sent to his brethren right. to check on them. And, of course, he brings back an evil report. They're false shepherds, as it were, but being sent by the father. And then we see in back in chapter, Genesis 37... Verse 4, it'll say, when his brothers, that's Joseph's brothers, right. saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him yeah. and could not, not speak peacefully with him. Right. Now, there's no reason they should hate him. Yeah. You know, he would, jealous, they, right. It says Jesus came to his own, mm -hmm. and his own received him not. Mm -hmm. And he, gives, he tells his brothers about himself, that right. he's got this dream. And he says, uh, verse 7, he says, you were binding sheaves in the field. Behold, my sheep arose. And basically, all of you bowed down to me. And they say, shall we, in, you, will you reign over us? You shall indeed be dominant over us. So they hated him even more. Right. And of course, we know that one of the things the crowd says in Jerusalem during the trial of Jesus is, yeah. we will not have this man reign over us. Right. You know, yeah. Caesar is our king. 
And yeah. see here, they don't want the lordship of Jesus. And you see that again. This is thousand years, more than 2,000 years before the coming of Jesus Christ. But you get these little glimpses of the yeah. character and ministry of Jesus. Yeah, there's over 100 different comparisons. You know, I, one of the quotes, Jan, I really like um, is, is uh, in Genesis 37, uh, fifth, or excuse me, it is Genesis um, 50, uh, 20, where it talks about... Um, here, let, let me pull that yeah, up. we'll get to that. Okay. Where you meant for evil, go we'll go just okay, uh, sure. skim through it and right. kind of see that uh, they don't want they don't want him uh, really. They envied him without a cause. Yeah. And then it says uh, the father sends him again in verse thirteen of chapter thirty-seven. And Israel or, or Jacob yeah. said to Joseph, "Are not your brothers feeding flock and shepherd? Come, I will send you to them." Mm -hmm. And he says, "Here I am. Send me." Basically. Yeah. This idea of the father sending mm -hmm. the son to check on the brethren. And we know what happens. He is seeking them. And, and look at verse 16 of the same chapter. He said, I am seeking my brothers. And, of course, Jesus comes to do what? To seek and yeah. to save right. that which was lost. And he goes, now this is a very important verse. You can read this, David, in verse 18 of chapter 37. Okay. Very, very, very interesting. Okay, uh, but they saw him in the distance, and before he reached them, they plotted to kill him. See, they conspired against right. him. Yeah. And this, this, it's not a singular act, it's a collective. Yeah. And this is what they're doing all through the Gospels. You see the religious leaders of Jesus' day conspiring and making a plan how they might trap him, right. how they're going to come. And uh, they want to kill him because he's loved of the Father, and also he keeps telling them that you are... Uh, He's going to reign over them, or they're going to somehow bow to him. Well, we know that every knee shall bow, every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And so they, they have this plan. Here he comes. And look right. at verse 20, what they do. Come now, let's kill him and throw him into one of these cisterns and say that a ferocious animal devoured him. So now they come yeah. up, and they come up with this plan, just like they plotted to kill Jesus. And... Um, Notice in verse 23, it says, So it came to pass when Joseph had come to his brothers, they stripped Joseph of his tunic, the tunic of many colors that was on him. Right. And here you, what, mm -hmm. a theme that runs out through the story of Joseph is mm -hmm. the stripping of his clothing. Right. The father gives him a clothing, and then it's stripped from him. Matter right. of fact, it's spattered with blood, and they say to the father, Look, mm -hmm. Joseph has been killed. And then we see when he's tempted by Potiphar's wife, she rips the clothing off him. Yeah. And then when he sees he's exalted by um, Pharaoh, he's given special clothing. Mm -hmm. And well, of course, Jesus had to lay aside his glory in heaven, his majesty, come down to earth and humbled himself. And maybe the only thing he really possessed on this planet yeah. was the cloak that he wore, right. you know, which was stripped yeah. off him. It makes a point of that mm -hmm. in his trial. And they cover him with purple, like mocking him to be a king. Right. But he was stripped of his clothing. Yeah. A very important point. Right. So as you go down here, they, they come together and they, they throw him in this pit in, in chapter 37. And then they sat down to eat a meal, verse 25. You remember one of the reasons... That they wanted Jesus crucified, and they they couldn't they couldn't go back in to see the Romans and that because it was Passover, and the people oh, that were right. betraying Jesus did not want to defile themselves before they had the Passover meal, just like after they, the mm -hmm. guys had conspired against. And then they come up with this smart idea: yeah. let's sell him. Look at verse twenty-seven. Verse twenty-seven: Come, let's sell him to the Ismaelites and not lay our hands on him. After all, he is our brother. Our own flesh and blood. His brothers agreed. And verse 28, they'll sell. So, so when midnight merchants came by, his brother pulled Joseph up out of the cistern and sold him for 20 shekels of silver to the Ishmaelites who took him to Egypt. Here he's being sold for silver. 20, Jesus is sold for 30 pieces of That's silver. Right, yeah. But this, it doesn't just, they don't trade him. They don't just give it uh -huh. to him. There's this exchange of silver. Yeah. And you see that, that in Zechariah. Right. And other places where the Lord will say, weigh out my price. They counted out my price, 30 pieces of silver. And so here we see, again, all the, why are all these parables here? Uh, it's very interesting. And so then he will actually become then now uh, Potiphar's um, servant, where it will say in uh, verse uh, 29, uh, chapter 39, uh, he becomes a servant. You can see that in verse 1 and 2 of chapter 39. 
Genesis 29? Mm-hmm. Uh, 39. Okay. Go ahead if you have it. Okay. And Joseph was taken down to Egypt, and Potiphar, an officer of Pharaoh, captain of the guard in Egyptian, brought him from the Ishmaelites, who had brought him down. There the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a successful man, and he was in the house of the master, uh, his master, and the master saw that the Lord was with him. Uh, notice he, he's, he's got a master now, so he's a servant. Mm -hmm. Okay, he, this, is, this is Joseph in a servant's role. Well, of course, our Lord came down not to be served, but to serve. And that's why it'll say in Philippians chapter 2, this incredible thing where he has this downward kind of uh, from an exalted position to a lower. It says, uh, Philippians chapter 2, verse 3 says, Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. He made himself of no reputation, taking on the form of a bondservant, becoming in likeness of man. In other words, he becomes a servant. Right. See, Joseph is now in a servant role. Jesus displays his servant role when he washes the feet of the apostles in the upper room. Mm -hmm. See, he comes down from a high position. Joseph was in a high position, beloved of his father, right. at the father's right hand, special tunic. But he, he's, he's humbled now. He comes down to this low, low level, so to speak, uh, almost degradation. Right. But even in his servant's role, he is successful, you know. And so um, mindful all this time that Joseph's real occupation is that of a shepherd. And, yeah. of course, in John chapter 10, Jesus is called the good shepherd. Yep. And he's done nothing wrong, okay, up to this, nothing at all. He's hated without a cause. And, um, but now he's tempted, he's sorely tempted in chapter 39 by Potiphar's wife. Repeatedly, it says, uh, verse six, 10 of chapter 39 of Genesis, Day by day, and he, he did not heed her, and she kept saying, lie with me, you know, sleep with me. He wouldn't, notice it's a repeated temptation, yeah, right. just like our Lord was repeatedly mm -hmm. tempted by Satan mm -hmm. in the wilderness right. temptation. Right. And so you see these parallels yeah. uh, are indeed developing, and he flees from, of course, he's successful. He's not um, <clears throat> going to succumb to sin. He can't do it. I mean, he just won't do it. He says, how can I commit this? And then she's, well, he he is wrongly accused. Mm -hmm. She says, he did this, he tried to assault me. Right. He doesn't open his mouth in his own defense. Do you notice this? Just yeah. like when Jesus was wrongly accused, right. three trials are religious, three civil trials our Lord goes through in that uh -huh. right before his death. But he doesn't open his mouth in his own defense. So Jesus, like Joseph, wrongly accused, was not going to open his mouth. And therefore, now he is cast into prison. Yeah. He's cast into prison. And this is the famous account in chapter 40. Um, I don't know if you had anything on that, David, to expand on any of that. No, that's okay. We can, we can move to 40. Just moving along. <clears throat> now he's going to be confined. Yeah, Remember, he's in a foreign prison. Right. This is an yeah. <laughs> I've, I've been in prison ministry both here and overseas. It's really it's rougher right. when you're in an overseas say, prison. Yeah. It's not your nationality. <laughs> right. But... Um, Notice he's there with the butler and the baker. Mm -hmm. And it's it's very interesting that he's he's even given favor because they noticed even the, the jailer or the, the head of the prison noticed something special about Joseph. And Joseph, it says in verse 6, And Joseph came into them, that's the other fellow prisoners, a baker and the uh, cupbearer, and he looked at them and he saw that they were sad. And he asked Pharaoh's officers who were with him in custody, why do you look so sad today? That tells you something about Joseph. Sorely tempted, betrayed by his brothers, uh, becomes a slave, wrongly accused after temp repeated temptations, yeah. thrown in prison with uncertain uh, uh, future. And what is he? He should be mad and angry and embittered. Yeah. What is he doing? He's looking on the needs of others. Right. He's looking at... Mm -hmm. Jesus is on the cross... Nails in his hand, crucified, crowned with thorns. And mm -hmm. what's the first thing he says? Father, forgive, forgive them. them. Yeah. Compassion, yeah. Yeah. even in tribulation. He's got that internal light. Yeah. You know? It's amazing. Yeah, Just amazing. It sure is. And so now, of course, he has spiritual insight. Mm -hmm. And they both have had these dreams. And uh, they tell him. And he's the interpreter. I mean, of course, our Lord, he, he, representing it, he'll even say, Our Lord knows our thoughts and our hearts and uh -huh. the intents of our heart. But they tell him, and he says, basically, to the to the baker 
he says you're going to be hung, okay? But to the cupbearer, he says you're going to be released. You're going to go set free. But he says when you're set free, he says something very interesting in verse 14. But remember me. Remember me. So the baker represents bread, and the cupbearer represents wine. And what did Jesus says when he gives us the bread and the wine? Do this, this in, in remembrance, remembrance of, me. of me. Yeah, and then he hung on the cross with two people, one on each of his Two side, thieves right? on either side. And then the one on his right, I believe, said, you know, from this day forward you'll be with me in paradise. So it's it, the, the connection there. Is one like, would receive yeah. life mm-hmm. and the other would receive death. Right. He was numbered with the transgressors. Yeah. That's he, Joseph is numbered with the transgressors. But our Lord, too, <clears throat> was numbered with the transgressors, mm-hmm. the, the criminals, if yeah. you will. So, again, you, we're picking up a little bit of speed here, but you see how this thing unfolds yeah. uh, with Joseph. Uh, just incredible. And so some people uh, will think this can't be coincidental. Again, you know, the Bible says, Jesus says, search the scriptures for they testify of me. It'll say in Proverbs uh, chapter 25, uh, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings to seek it out. In other words, th- these aren't really hidden. Uh, let me quote uh, Proverbs chapter 25. Um, it will say, uh, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings is to search out a matter. So when we search the scriptures like this and you uncover these parallels right. and these similarities with Christ, they're there for all believers Yes. But not all believers look at this. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts on that, David? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, just to digress, you know, Moses gives Joseph more time in Genesis than he does any other character. Um, and you also look at, uh, you know, the main characters, Adam, Noah, the patriarchs, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Uh, and, and Joseph is prominent there. Um, I, I think one of the things many Christians fail to notice is how Joseph's story contributes to Genesis narrative and to the redemptive history in general. Um, you know, what was meant for evil in Genesis 50, 20, God meant for good. So you look at the story, you look at the fact that they tried to kill him, that, you know, he rose up from, from the pit, and then he, he actually led people. He, uh, he saved his brothers from starvation mm-hmm. and uh, imprisonment. And it's similar to Christ. But I, I think th- those similarities for me uh, really uh, come forth when you look at the story of Joseph in general. Yeah, right. And then then it, it shows the fact that um, he has got the Spirit of God upon him. And you'll, you'll see this as we stay. <clears throat> he's interpreted these dreams, and now he's going to go from this really humble imprisonment, yeah. low, low estate, if you will. He's going to come to a high estate. Yeah. Okay, because um, uh, he, he's going to interpret this dream that Pharaoh had. He had these two dreams about the thin cows and the, and the skinny cows and the fact that there's a famine that's going to come on the land. And he's looking at who can interpret this for us. It says in yeah. chapter 41, verse 24, uh, he says, So I told this to the magicians, but there's no one that can explain it to me. And Joseph said to Pharaoh, The dreams of Pharaoh are one. God has shown Pharaoh what he is to do. And then he interprets the dreams. Um, he says, uh, he, Jesus is a revealer of secrets. We're going to see this. In Jesus is all knowledge and wisdom. It says that in Colossians. And here we see uh, that Jesus is, uh, that Joseph is recognized for his wisdom. Right. Uh, that's why I'll say in verse 37 of chapter 41. So the advice was good in the eyes of Pharaoh and the eyes of all his servants. Uh, then he says something very interesting in verse 38. And Pharaoh said to his servants, Can we find such a one as this man in whom the Spirit of God is? Yeah. And of course, Jesus will say, He, he embodies opens, it. He is the Spirit, the Spirit of God. God is upon me, has given me wisdom. Yeah. And, you know, he's quoting from Isaiah. Right. So we see this. There's nobody that's ever lived who's had the fullness of the Holy Spirit uh, like uh, Joseph. I mean, like Jesus. Joseph here displays it. But of course, in Jesus, we see all of this displayed of uh, right. uh, the Holy Spirit of God is upon him in, in, in total um, dominance, if you will. He says here, mm-hmm. um, I'm quoting from Isaiah 11, Therefore shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, a branch shall grow uh, out of his roots. The Spirit of the Lord 
shall breast the spirit of wisdom and understanding, the spirit of counsel, the spirit of might, the spirit of knowledge, and the fear of the Lord. You see this, right. the Messiah yeah. is the fullness. They're recognizing that in uh, Joseph way back here. Yeah. Not that he has the fullness like Jesus, but nevertheless, even a pagan like Pharaoh says, I recognize um, that there's no one that has uh, the spirit uh, like this particular man has. Therefore, it says in this same chapter 41 of Genesis, you shall be ruled over my house. All my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne, I will be greater. Pharaoh said, see, I have set you over all of Egypt. He gives him a ring. He gives him a garment. Yeah. Uh, he's highly exalted. And then it says in verse 43, and he made him ride on the second chariot. And he said, they cried before him, uh, bow the knee. So they set before him. And so they're saying, bow the knee right. now to Joseph. And what does the yeah. Bible say about Jesus? Every knee shall bow. Yeah. Every tongue confess <laughs> that Jesus Christ is Lord. And that's over all, all of his house, uh, so to speak. And it, when does he start this particular ministry? Look at verse 46. He was, what, 30 or? 30 years old. Right. And when does Jesus uh, start? His when he was 30 years old. Uh, 30 years old, right. exactly. You know, John, it, it's almost like Joseph's story. Uh, God wants us to see how he puts himself in it. This is an impossible mm -hmm. situation. And yet, you know, God finds a way to keep his covenant promise with us. God's providence secures God's promise. I mean, he brings Joseph up. Um, just like he, he raised Christ from the dead, right? Exactly. And, and, and look at how, you know, so for me, uh, to me, the story is about the impossible and what God can do with the impossible. Exactly and, and right. look how they both were, were raised up. Right. Uh, it's just phenomenal. But here's yeah. an interesting verse. Look at verse 55 of chapter 41. When all Egypt began to feel the famine, the people cried to Pharaoh for food. Then Pharaoh told all the Egyptians, go to Joseph and do what he tells you. Notice that it says, go to Joseph, right. whatever he says to you, do. Where have you heard that before? What did Mary say at the wedding feast of Cana? Oh, right, yeah. When Jesus turned the water what did into she wine, say? she said, do what he tells you to do. Last recorded words of Mary in the Bible, what whatever know? he tells Look you to that. do, do. Wow. And at the yeah. Mount of Transfiguration, do you remember what his heavenly father says? This is my beloved son. Who I am well Listen pleased. to right. him. Yes. Whatever he tells you, do. Yeah. Earthly mother, yeah. heavenly father, wow. coming way back here. Whatever the importance yeah. of the word, and hearing his word and obeying mm -hmm. his word. Right. Uh, this is this is critical. Uh, that's why us as believers yeah. have to be a into the word of God, uh, and then that's part of it. That's fifty percent. But the other fifty percent is obeying God's yes. word. You know, going forward. And so here we see this remarkable. Uh, unfolding of the ministry of Joseph. And now he's going to encounter... The famine is all over the world. I mean, basically at this time, it will say in verse uh, 56 uh, and 57, the famine was over all the face of the earth. So Joseph opened <clears throat> up all the storehouses. Yeah. And then it says in verse 57, all the countries came to Joseph in Egypt to buy grain. He becomes the bread giver. And of course, Jesus is the bread of life. The whole world is starving. For spiritual nourishment, are they not today? Yes. All have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Well, Jesus says, "Come unto me." Right. You know, I'm the true manna that came down from heaven. Your father Moses gave you bread in the wilderness, and your fathers died. But I am the true manna come down from yes. heaven. Do you see? Yeah. It's so remarkable how it this is. man fulfills so many of these uh, types of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, and so he comes. Now his brothers come. In this next chapter, that is to say, the brothers that betrayed him, because again, there's no bread in, in in Israel. There's no bread in Israel, and they come down. But look at verse seven and eight of this. Uh, uh, look at verse six and seven for a moment. Uh, now Joseph was the governor of the land, the person who sold grain to all its people. So when Joseph's brother arrived, they bowed down to him with their faces to the ground. As soon as Joseph saw his brothers, he recognized them. But he pretended to be a stranger and spoke harshly to them. Where do you come from, he asked. From the land of Canaan, they replied, to buy food. Look at that. Yeah. They're coming to him, but they do not recognize yeah. him. 
any more than when he came to his own, it says in John chapter 1, his own did not recognize him. Right. Now, some will, like when he says to Peter, who do you say that I am? He, uh -huh. he says, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. There were those that did recognize. Mm -hmm. But national Israel, particularly religious leaders, they did not recognize who Jesus is. Why this is important, people today still don't know, recognize who Jesus fully is. Yeah. That's why some people say he's a prophet, uh, he's a great teacher, or they might say he's legend, right. he didn't really exist. Yeah. That the critical issue, I always say, I think the most important question ever asked on this planet was, who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Straight up. Get that right? You know, and as C.S. Lewis it. says, yeah. you cannot, he, he calls it the trilemma, or the, the three problems. Jesus is either a liar, he's either lunatic, making these, like, if I said I'm Napoleon, you go, yeah, right, yeah. you know, I'm, <clears throat> or he is Lord. Right. You got to pick. He, he, doesn't, he doesn't allow us any wiggle room like he's a holy man or a great prophet. If he's not the Lord, God with us, Emmanuel, yeah. Then he's saying things like, I can forgive sins. I'm coming back in clouds of glory to judge. I'm the Lord of the Sabbath. He says that in Matthew chapter 13. He says, I'm with you always. Uh -huh. You're not going to get Moses or Elijah saying, I'm going to be with you always. I say, all of these things are ascribed to Jesus. He says, I can lay my life down in death. I can pick it up again. Where's that coming from? Yeah, exactly. So, you, you know, I, I think the, uh, the other thing... Um, I wanted to mention is he was also provided to be a great counselor in Genesis 41 39 for as much as God has shown thee all of this there is none so discreet and wise as thou art and then you look at Isaiah 9 6 for Jesus and his name shall be called wonderful counselor uh -huh. so Pharaoh now is relying on him but but look they're both considered great counselors yeah that's a good too. point yeah I think that's a very good point. As a matter of fact, Jesus says, even when I leave you, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit who's going to be your comforter and your counselor, and he yeah. will lead you into all truth. So that's very important for us today mm -hmm. because we need a counselor. I mean, we can go to professional counselors, don't get me wrong, but we need somebody we can express our deepest thoughts, our fears, our anxieties mm -hmm. to, and our Lord is ever-present to be our counselor. That's a good point. And, and, uh, and just one other thing I wanted to tie in. Both Jesus, uh, uh, Joseph and Jesus are promoted to honor and glory and given a new name. In Genesis 41, 41, it says, And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, See, I have set thee over all the land of Egypt. And then in uh, Philippians 2, 9, For Jesus, God also hath highly exalted him and given him a new name which is above every name yeah so both of them you know have a new name per se yeah that's a good that's a good point and the realization here of course is that um when he comes to his brothers they don't really realize uh that this is this is joseph no okay um uh, they're not sure and then as you come as you scroll along here the brothers are getting convicted you'll see that in verse uh 22 of chapter 42, 42? Uh -huh, where it says, uh, first of all, in verse 18, then Joseph said to them on the third day, yeah. do not uh, do this and live for I fear God. Uh, this idea that uh, this three day will come up a lot. Right. Uh, he puts them in prison, verse 17, for three days. The third mm -hmm. day you get released. Yeah. Third day, do this and live the third day. You'll see the third day yes. is often connected with life or new yeah. life. Of course, Jesus is uh, risen uh, on the third day, and he will. Um, uh -huh. He 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 basically is saying to the, them, um, "Here's what I'm doing. I'm providing for you. You don't even know I'm doing this uh, for you until he makes himself known." Right. Okay, and you're going to see that in chapter 45. One thing they have to do is repent. Look at verse 22 of the same chapter. It says, And Reuben answered and saying to them, Did I not speak to you, saying, Do not sin against this boy, that's Joseph, right. and you would not listen. Therefore, behold, his blood is now required of us. But they did not know that Joseph understood them, for he spoke to them through an interpreter. So Joseph is listening, but his brothers are starting to be convicted yeah. and starting to be repented of what? That they killed their, that they that they traded their brother uh, and For sold sure. him yeah. into slavery. That's right. Now, once they realize that, that's a very important thing because the conviction is starting to set in, and they are now ready uh, to receive forgiveness. 
See, if we don't have any repentance, uh, how can God extend forgiveness? Let me, let me show you. Chapter 12, I'll read this in Zechariah. Verse 10 says this. Zechariah chapter 12, verse 10, about Israel. Mm -hmm. And I will pour on the house of David and on the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication. Then they will look on me, whom they have pierced. Yes, they will mourn and cry for him as one mourns for his only son and grieve for him as one grieves for a firstborn. Israel is going to look, be right. convicted that yeah. they killed the promised one, right. me, God, and then they're going to repent and mourn him, just like his brothers are doing way back right. here in Genesis. Yeah. It's very powerful, the connection. Yeah. So coming back here into Genesis, uh, this is the, this is where he's going to start now uh, revealing himself. He, we know he sends him on a uh, another journey, so mm -hmm. to speak. He weeps, you know. Even there, in, we looked. I just read in chapter forty-two, in verse twenty-four. After he sees them repenting, it says Joseph turned himself away from them and wept. He really has a tender yeah. heart, even yeah. though his brothers did this. Same way Jesus will look on Jerusalem right, right before he's crucified, yeah. and it says. Uh, uh, he weeps, it says. He says, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how I would have gathered you as a mother hen gathers her hens, but you would not have it. And so he weeps. We see Jesus weeping several times. Yeah, and, and John, uh, can we just settle in on, on verse 5 of Genesis 45 again? Uh, 45. Yes, um, 45, 5. And now do not be distressed and not be angry with yourselves, Joseph talking to his brothers, for selling me here because it was to save lives that God sent me ahead of you. Right. Yeah, and so that that, that tie in ties into Zechariah 12:10 they shall look upon me whom they have pierced and they shall mourn and shall be in bitterness. Exactly. So, you know, th those two tie in, but just the forgiveness, the forgiving heart that he had like Christ is is what came out for me on that. So, let's look at chapter 45, David, because yes. here in verse 1 says then Joseph could not restrain himself before all those who stood by him. Now his brothers repented. They're sorry. Yeah. They realized. He says, make everyone go out from me. So no one stood with him while Joseph made himself known to his brothers. Very, very important point here. Now he sends out all the Egyptians and the servants and all that. He will mm -hmm. only reveal himself to his brethren. Yeah. After Jesus' resurrection, the only one he would reveal himself to is believers. He no longer speaks to the crowds. He no longer. Ah, he only speaks to believers. You know, but right. remember, uh, in the upper room, everybody mm -hmm. else was out, but yeah. just those believers. Yeah. And he says, and 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 he wept aloud, and the Egyptians in the house heard it. Then Joseph said to his brothers, "I am Joseph. Is my father still alive?" But his brothers could not answer him, for they were dismayed in his presence. And he says, verse four, "I am your brother Joseph." Now. Here's the thing. Jacob, his father, thought he was dead. Remember they took the mm -hmm. bloody garment? Yes. They sold him to slavery. All these people are basically thinking Jesus, uh, Joseph is dead. Right. Okay? Mm -hmm. Today, people, historians, secular historians will say Jesus lived. There was a man named mm -hmm. Jesus mm -hmm. lived in that mm -hmm. first century. Yeah. They will all agree that he probably died, a crucifixion death, right. because he was a rebel and you know was upsetting yeah. things. People will believe he lived. People will believe he died. But what time would amaze them? back here that he was alive mm -hmm. that he was alive yeah. what is the biggest thing about jesus that differentiates him from all other religious leaders he is alive right he, he is alive the that's the yeah. key you can go to the that tomb of right. all the other religious leaders you can go to the tomb today yeah but i've been to jerusalem i've been to the tomb of the church of holy it's empty yeah you know i hate to go back to moses it's the same with moses with no tomb right you know so you were talking about moses early on and it's the same thing there. You know, the parallels between yeah. these different uh, His problems. burial was very yeah. Yeah, mysterious in most right. ways. So now he reveals himself to his brothers, uh, verse 45. And, and like you said, David, in verse mm -hmm. 7, and God sent me before you to preserve yes. and to save your lives. He doesn't want to execute mm -hmm. punishment on his no. brothers. Jesus even say, I did not come to judge the world. I came to save the world. It'll say in, in the scriptures, it'll say, God is not willing that any should perish, but that all might come to repentance. The message yeah. really of the Bible is one of mercy and forgiveness. Yeah. Now, if we dispel that and reject it, well, that's on us. I mean, mm -hmm. if, what more is God going to do? Um, uh, because he's done everything he can do. Yeah. You know. So then we continue on, and then he wants them to come near him in verse 18 and 19. 
that same chapter, David, if you sure. want to be a... uh, And bring your father and your families back to me, Joseph says. I will give you the best of the land of Egypt, and you can enjoy the fat of the land. You are also directed to tell them, do this. Take some carts from Egypt for your children and your wives and get your father and come. Now, we yeah. see that he not only is saving them and you know, giving them yeah. forgiveness, and give, but he's going to load them with treasure and gifts. Yeah. We don't only get saved. Think of the prodigal son. Mm -hmm. When he comes back to the father, he's repentant. Right. The father just doesn't receive him and forgive him. What does he a, give him? He gives him a party. A, a ring, yeah. a robe, opens, him, opens his arms up. Party. Yeah, so too, when we, we come to Christ, we just don't get salvation. Mm -hmm. I mean, as amazing that yeah. is. But we get the Holy Spirit, yes. freedom of guilt, brothers and sisters in Christ, seeing answers yeah. to prayer. Mm -hmm unlocks the Bible yeah. so we can understand mysteries. Right. We now have influence. Right. We can share with somebody you know, how to get their mm -hmm. life right, not mm -hmm. because we're so good, but mm -hmm. we have the message now. We get a hedge of protection exactly right. supernatural. And so all of these things, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> all of these things are there, but it's, it's so hard for people to receive. I mean, even yes. when you look at, look at verse, uh, uh, verse 26, uh, uh, yeah, 26? 26, uh, yeah, 26 and 27. They told him, Joseph is still alive. In fact, he is ruler of all Egypt. G Jacob was stunned. He did not believe them. Look at that. Yeah. What couldn't he believe? That he was alive. Yeah. It's just like people today, when you first come to accept Christ, the stunning thing is he's alive. And, and it was he, like Thomas saying, you know, is this real? He needed to touch Jesus' yeah, wounds. Yeah. It's, it's similar here, but when they told him, Everything Joseph had said to them, and when he saw the carts Joseph had sent to carry him back, the spirit of their father Jacob revived. And then it says, no, those that revived, I like that. Yeah. Then in Israel said, or Jacob, I'm it is enough, yeah. Joseph, my son, is still alive. alive. I will go and see him before That's I die. That's the climactic yeah. moment right. of this whole uh, connection mm -hmm. uh, we see here. And now, as you go from there, you'll see that Joseph's... Uh, Brothers still have a hard time. Mm -hmm. That's why he'll say in verse uh, uh, 15 and 17 of the following chapter that uh, they don't really get it, that he's, 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 he's still with them, he's still alive. Uh, I mean, uh, chapter 50, he says, have I been with you so long and you don't, you don't even uh, you're, believe you're in Genesis me? Genesis 50? Uh, yes. Okay. He says, verse 17, uh, Thus you shall say to Joseph, I beg you, please forgive the trespasses of your brothers mm -hmm. and their sin. Uh, they did evil. Now please forgive the trespass of the servants, that's his brothers, the God of your father. And Joseph wept, and they spoke to him. Then his brothers also went, and behold. And Joseph said, do not, verse 19, do not be afraid. For what does he say? For am I in the place of God? But as for you, that's where you said this in verse 20, David. This is really summation. Mm -hmm. But as for you, you meant it for evil against me, but God has meant it for good yes. in order to bring about the saving of many souls alive. Right. Therefore, do not be afraid. He constantly repeats this idea, do not be afraid, do not be afraid. When does fear enter the human condition? When Adam and Eve turn their back on God mm -hmm. and God comes looking mm -hmm. for them. He says he's walking mm -hmm. in the cool of the day. And the first thing he'll say is, why were you afraid? Why were you afraid? Well, when God actually walked amongst us, and the perfect sacrifice rest restores us, his common theme or admonition is, do not be afraid. Do not be afraid. The, the, this is so important, John, because we, we actually did a show on the armor of God. Uh -huh. And we talk about do not be afraid because of what happens in our mind. It's really what, what we suggested is it's what happens between our two earlobes. It's, it's the battle we have to do every single day when we have fear, we have anxiety, we have family issues, we have whatever it is. And this really speaks to that for me. Uh -huh. And so Jesus has always said, you know, take one day at a time. You know, let tomorrow worry about itself. It has enough problems. But I think this story, the beautiful thing uh -huh. about this story again is the impossible situation that Joseph was in, he was in a pit. I think it was three days too. And look how he rose to royalty to save these people. It's the same for Christ. So the, the thing I like about about these typologies, which has really helped me, yeah. the Bible sings simplicity then when you look at the connection to Moses, to Isaac, to Noah, 
to Joseph to Adam, and and, and then you're you're collecting all the books a lot right. quicker, right? And you understand, like we have said so many times, that this is all about Christ, like Christ Himself said. And then the Bible is a lot easier to digest. Exactly right. And to teach. Th- th- that's yeah. again, there's no other religious book, right. holy book, in the philosophical book that, that has this kind of uh, internal proof system. Right. Yeah. You know, the Bible is extremely unique. Like I said, it's two books, 39 Old Testament right. books, mm-hmm. 27 New Testament. It's like a library, really. Yeah. Biblios means books or library. Yeah. But these two have to mesh, mm-hmm. tongue and groove. That's why right. Jesus says every jot, every tittle. Yeah. John chapter 10, verse 35 says scripture cannot be broken. You know, they have to be interconnected. And to, to get this, I believe several things. Number one, it strengthens our faith. Number two, it gives us a greater appreciation for the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Number three, it's easier to explain to people right. that, look, just look at this. Does it seem like this is a picture of Jesus? We're not trying to force puzzle pieces where they don't belong, trying to yeah. put a, a round block in a square hole. It right. fits. Yeah, and so you know, I just want to give you a couple more examples. Through Joseph, God is reversing the curse that occurred with Adam and Eve. He's unraveling the violence through forgiveness, unrighteousness through righteousness, and hunger through wisdom. So when you look at family division and violence with Cain and Abel in Genesis 37, then you look at Joseph. Instead of exacting revenge, Joseph reconciles with his brothers and restores family unity by extending forgiveness. That's in Genesis 45. You look at unrighteousness and intermarriage with foreign nations that threatens the seed's purity in Genesis 38. Uh, Joseph settles his family in Goshen, shielding them from foreign culture influence, safeguarded by Egyptians in Genesis 46. So it, it's it, it's exactly that. God is reversing the curse. I think what you said was very important. Yeah, there. he reverses the curse from the moment the curse occurred. It's all set up. Exactly right. It's all set up, all the way through. So there we have, you know, we're closing on the book of Genesis now, but as you say, there's like seven major characters that kind of have a reflection or tell us something. Number one, you have Adam. Remember Romans 5, 1 Corinthians 15, it talks about the last Adam or the second Adam, which is Jesus Christ. Number two, you have Abel, which offered up a, you know, he, yeah. a perfect sacrifice, mm-hmm. is conspired against by his brother, yep. killed, his blood cries out, and it says in Romans, uh, Hebrews chapter 12, that the Christ of blood, mm-hmm. blood is much greater because it cries out not for vengeance, but mm-hmm. for mercy and grace. And then you have Noah, which is a type of a singular savior. Yeah, it was because he was <laughs> listening to God, and he, you know, mm-hmm. walked in. He saved basically mm-hmm. the world. Right. You know, started yeah. a whole new creation. Yeah. Then you had Melchizedek. Yeah. Very much a type of Christ. Yeah. Then Abraham, the heavenly father. But Isaac, very much yes. a type of Jesus. Right. Miracle birth, obedient son. Yeah. yeah. Put on the altar, lifted up at the altar, type of death and resurrection. Jacob, mm-hmm. father of the twelve tribes. And of course, Jesus will lead the twelve, and then uh, jo- uh, this Joseph character. Gosh. So, uh, yeah. as we go through this, yeah. um, we may do one more on type. Yeah, maybe we will, yeah. And then we will explore uh, further. Uh, we just have a couple minutes. I want to look at one short one, David, on sure. this typology, yeah. and where Jesus will actually use this. Uh, look at Genesis chapter three, and we'll finish up today's program uh, today. Once again, we appreciate everybody listening in today. Uh, this is 89.1 Power Radio coming to you from Lorain, Ohio. Mm-hmm. And, um, so you're I'm back hoping, in the fall. You're mm-hmm. back in the fall. Uh-huh. Yeah, so um, I'm hoping that uh, this is an encouragement to people uh, that maybe never looked at the Bible in this way or never thought, gee, I didn't see a connection between the Old Testament and the New Testament. But, yeah, there's a lot there. And, of course, that's how you, if you study the sermons of Peter, of Paul, certainly, or even Jesus, uh, he'll mm-hmm. use the Old Testament to validate the thing. You know, and you'll see yeah. that in Genesis. So if you look at John chapter 3, mm-hmm. this is Jesus' famous encounter with a religious teacher of his day, Nicodemus, greatly respected man. And this is the man, of course, he'll tell, you must be born again. Mm-hmm. But he says something very interesting in John chapter 3. Um, You're in three John, ver- Genesis? John chapter okay. 3. I just want to close with this typology, okay. this little incident. Uh-huh. But if you look at it, verse 13 and 14, uh, and 13 through 15, let's put it with it. John, go ahead. Okay. Yeah. He says, uh, he says, now, 
As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so the Son of Man must be lifted up. And whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. So here we see this, he's given this religious teacher of his day this little insight about an Old Testament uh, episode that happened way back in Numbers chapter 21. This is when Moses is leading the 12 tribes out of, out of bondage, uh -huh. out of Egypt to the promised land. But they start complaining. Yes. And they start whining. I guess we're all susceptible to this. Yeah. But they're really kind of complaining against uh, Moses. And they're complaining against, uh, in a sense, God. Right. Uh, they don't like yeah. the food. They, they think it's too yeah. hard. Uh -huh. Some of them wish they were back in uh, Egypt. You know, they, don't, they forget about all the harsh, the whip and the making of the bricks and all this. But when you come to chapter 21 of Numbers, here's this famous account that Jesus is talking to. It's a picture here. Right. Uh, but it, it says here, chapter 21, um, verse 4 mm -hmm. uh, and 5. It sets it up. Chapter 21, verse 4 and 5. The, the bronze snake. Uh -huh. They traveled from Mount Hor along the route to the Red Sea to go around Edom. But the people grew impatient on the way. They spoke against God and against Moses and said, "They have. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? There is no bread. There is no water. And we detest this miserable food. So who are they complaining against? Verse 5. Well, they spoke against God and against Moses. Against God and Moses. Yeah. I mean, so. Now, there's people that speak against their pastor, their elder board, oh. or this religion. But they're speaking against God Man. and Moses. Mm -hmm. They're complaining about the food. They're complaining yeah. about the water. Even though God sent special bread from heaven. And yeah. God judges this. God judges rebellion and complaining and it says, so the Lord sent fiery serpents among them. They bit the people, and many of the people died. Okay, these are, these are poisonous vipers. Mm -hmm. Therefore, the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, and we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Notice, remember when Israel mm -hmm. repented? Mm -hmm. When the brothers, they repented. Mm -hmm. They turned Joseph. They remembered. They were convicted, and they repented, and God delivered them. Now, the same thing happened here. So they pray. Moses prays. And he says, um, the Lord said to Moses, this is God's plan now, make a fiery serpent, set it on a pole, right. and it shall be everyone that is bitten. Uh -huh. When he looks, it shall live. Right. Moses made a bronze serpent and put it on a pole. And then it was, if a serpent, uh, was anyone bitten by a serpent, when he looked on the bronze serpent, he lived. Now look at this. Yes. I lived in Southeast Asia for many years. We have poisonous <laughs> yeah. snakes over there. Right. We have we have cobras, yeah. banded crates. One of them is nicknamed a step and a half. You think <laughs> it's a neurotoxic. You oh, get, it's not a big snake, but if you get bit, the soldiers used to say you take a step and a half and you fall. Wow. You drop. Uh -huh. I'm just saying, when a poisonous snakes bite you, you, there's all kinds of treatment. The anti-venom, you try to suck poison out with mm -hmm. a special suction. Mm -hmm. Some we've even used to limit the blood flow, a tourniquet. I'm not saying all of these are. But you don't put a bronze serpent on a stick no. and lift it up. It no. doesn't seem no. like this is the remedy. Mm -hmm. In a sense, it no. didn't make sense no. back then. Yeah. Now we'll see. I haven't understood when, it for a while. When Jesus comes, <laughs> yeah. he makes sense out of this. Yes. Now, so, what do I mean by this here? Well, yeah. It's like this. Mm -hmm. The Bible says, my ways are not your ways. God says this. My thoughts mm -hmm. are higher than your thoughts. Right. This God has given a lesson here, a picture, yes. uh, if you will. So the people sin, they repent, mm -hmm. they're convicted. God tells his leader Moses, do this, Moses. Get a bronze serpent, yeah. put it on a stick, lift it up. Everybody that looks at it will be healed. So let's set the scene fast forward to our situation today. Mm -hmm. Everybody is snake bit. All have sinned mm -hmm. and come short of the glory of God. Mm -hmm. All of us are dead spiritually. Mm -hmm. We know that mm -hmm. because of Adam and Eve. Yeah. We're also dying. We, we we don't realize it. We don't think about it. But every day that passes by, we're one more day closer to death. We're all dying. I'm just saying. Okay, so what's the remedy? Well, what, what Jesus is equating here is that he is going to be lifted up. But a lot of people go, well, why is Jesus a type of the very thing that killed them, the serpent. Yeah. Why is, do you ever wonder about that? Well, yeah. I mean, I actually wrote something down. Go on. You, you know, so similarly, Jesus was held up on the cross, and everyone looks upon the cross will be saved from sin. The serpent's sting of death. Is okay. Gone, right? So it's similar in that he was on the cross, and if you look to the cross, you will be free from sin. What kills us is sin, right? right? Mm -hmm. But what does it say in 2 Corinthians chapter 5? 
he who knew no sin became, became sin. sin. Right. You understand? Yeah, yeah. Not that Jesus ever sinned, but he took my sin, your sin, Mark's right. sin, all of our sin on him. Yeah. So he is a type of the servant. Mm -hmm. He lifted him up. But all we have to do, mm -hmm. we don't do good works and give money to the poor. All of those are good things. Is just look upon him, as Jesus says, as many as believe upon me right. will live. Right. It's perfect. So the serpent sting, the venom is moved it's out gone. from us. We've got and, new and so life. That, that's the connection. I, I never could figure that out. Oh, until yeah. Recently. Yeah. Yeah. And right. then it will say this. I'll start wrapping it up on this. Uh -huh. But it'll say this in Galatians chapter 3, uh, continuing on that kind of uh, theme about this serpent. Galatians chapter 3, uh, verse 3, uh, will say. Uh, I have it. You okay. foolish. Um, okay, 3. Uh, are you so foolish after beginning by means of the Spirit? Are you now trying to finish by means of the flesh? So the idea that we don't work to be healed or to, to be put in right relationship, mm -hmm. um, we simply look uh, to him because Jesus has redeemed us by just believing mm -hmm. on him. That's all these Israelites had to do, just look on that cross, look on that pole with that serpent. Then it will say, um, verse 13 of Galatians, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, the law tells us we're sinners, right? Oh, yeah. Having, bec having become a curse. Jesus became a curse. Remember, he said, the serpent, like, for yeah. it is written, mm -hmm. cursed is everyone who hangs on the tree or the cross or the stake. Perfect symmetry. You know, yeah. how do you get that like that? So there we go, you know, and um, we'll wrap it up today, but I, we might pick up typology sure. uh, on Moses next week because it is like Joseph let's is loaded it. and that. it's one yeah. that Jesus even prophesied yeah let's uh, do that, that there'll be a prophet is going to rise <clears throat> up uh, like Moses mm -hmm. but he will be that prophet mm -hmm. the prophet right and we'll look on this so once again thank you guys for listening in this is 89.1 FM radio coming to you from Lorraine Ohio thank you Mark for being Thanks, the engineer Mark. Thank you guys. And filling in for Wanda today and Absolutely. David. And God bless Great all of you on, yes. the, on the beautiful uh, week that's ahead have of us. Have a great and, weekend, uh, everybody. And tune in. We hope to have some special guests in the coming weeks. Very interesting kind of guests. And uh, just have a blessed weekend, we pray. Thank God you all bless. for listening. Take care.